0: good morning it's Monday 9 a.m. Mountain Time the time for our cup of coffee together has arrived Mm, so good so today we're gonna talk about real estate data and um, I nerd out on this stuff I love this Uh, I want to show you how this is gonna help you serve your clients better uh, when you kind of are aware of what uh, what the, the let's say the data situation in real estate is. Uh, over the last couple of years, I think um, we've gotten a master class in data manipulation and understanding because we've got to see it how data is used to tell a specific story, not uh, how, we understand reality based upon true and actual data, so to speak. So, uh, in 2019, most people would have told you that they believed um, that when they turned the news on, they were going to get something close to the truth, that they weren't going to get a story. Not everybody believed that, of course, but a lot of people did. A lot of people believed. Um, that government agencies uh, were looking out for their best interest. Uh, a lot of people believe that government agencies used data and not politics to, um, uh, to guide the direction and the advice that they would give to us. Uh, and 2020 happened, and we started to get a look at something that was entirely different. Uh, And we started to see um, conversation, you know, like seeing both sides of something or multiple sides of something that started to get closed off, that started to get hidden from us. Uh, People were, um, you know, things that have been around for decades were all of a sudden totally, totally wrong to use. Uh, And um, you were either crazy or you were following the right information. We came up with all these new terms. Um, I don't really care where you land on any of this stuff. The point of it is we all got a an absolute lesson in how data is used. I hate using this term, but to manipulate us. Um, do, do you remember back when you would turn early on, when we were all sitting at our house wondering what in the world was going on? Um, do you remember how there were counters that you would see on TV that would show the number of cases or the number of deaths uh, that turned out to be completely incorrect, we found out later. But they terrified all of us nonetheless. nonetheless um, so many of us thought that turning the economy off was an um, economic collapse waiting to happen. And in real estate, we really felt that. It was really scary there for a little while. Uh, the company I was at, we turned everything off and just kind of, Waited out for a few weeks to see what was going to happen. Um, it was it was really really strange because when we started to turn everything on in real estate, everything exploded, and um, none of that like none of it could be explained by reason or by data points or any of that. All of the data inputs that we were getting were negative, and and it was fear, 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 fear. Um, and for, I mean, a lot of people, obviously, I mean, hospitals were filling up. There was a, it was a new thing. We didn't really know what was going on with it. Um, I don't know if you were like I was, I would turn in and watch the white house at, you know, late in the day. Um, they were doing press briefings every day with what they were learning, what was going on and all of that. So uh, I bring all of that up because we're going to bring this back to real estate, but I, I wanted to point out that we are very much, um, susceptible to a different story being told with data. And two people can use the exact same data and tell two totally different stories. And if the story that you are using the data you use on is different from what is reality, you're going to miss out on a lot of opportunities. And I think in a few years, you're going to be not thought of in high regard because people are going to see you and people being your clients or the clients that your company serves. They're going to, um, they're going to see that you use data to get them to make the decision that you wanted them to make, not that you use data to help them make the decision that was best for them. So um, let me give you a story on where real estate data uh, for me personally and for my team really transformed how we saw everything. Um, but first a sip. Um, so May 2022, technically speaking, May 15th for me is the date that I use. Uh, we had been tracking the market here uh, along front Range, Colorado and as rates had started to climb, um, which they went up 3% in three months, which is the fastest that it ever happened. So um, not knowing what was gonna happen on the backside of that or how quickly it would hit, you know, there was no fault in that for any of us in the industry because we'd never seen it before, but we should have known that it was gonna have a drastic effect. So uh, May 15th is when I was looking at a house uh, that we were um, in the process of trying to buy and there were two model match comps that indicated that we should have been looking at a 795 dollars to $800,000 price point on this house. And these two homes had just sold within the last week. And this house was listed $50,000 less and not, it had been listed for two weeks and wasn't moving. And it was right there. It's like, oh boy, the market has completely flipped. And then I kind of looked out a little bit more and there was a few more homes that that were evident of that. So really quickly, we realized we need to adjust our models. We needed to figure out what was going on in the market. And um, we were using words to describe what we were seeing, like free fall and this is a disaster and all that Because kind of it was, I mean, it felt like it was 10% that fast, just boom, changed. And that's not really. What it was, but it was so unexplainable, and we were watching active listings drop by twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars to go pending. Like people were trying to get in front of this thing, and our job was to forecast future purchase price, future renovation, future sales price in a profitable manner in a market that we couldn't wrap our minds around. So uh, we started digging into the data a lot, and a couple of things that stood out to us and. I want to start here. Real estate data is really, really old. Uh, when we were using, you know, the, the MLS here would put out their monthly data somewhere between the tenth and the fifteenth of the month. So we would wait for that to see if it confirmed what we had been, what we had been seeing, and what our um, kind of hypothesis was. And the data would come out, and it was we were way past where the where the data was at. We started realizing. All right, if, the, if the data comes out on the fifth, if what they share comes out on the 15th and it's for the month previous, the most recent close date is two weeks old. And when the market's really volatile two, or volatile, two weeks is a really long time. and But the reality is that the closings also are 45 days old. So you are somewhere between 15 and 45 days from when they closed which is good to know. But when a market is really moving fast, you're not paying attention to the closings. You're paying attention to the actives and the pendings. So then you have to go back and say, well, that's another 30 to 45 days uh, for the actives and pendings. And as we realized this, we're like, this data is two months old. Like it's completely worthless to us at this point. So we started to branch out and look elsewhere. And you would turn on the TV. I would turn on CNBC to see what the markets what everybody was saying, what the markets are doing. And what I found was a re, like a repetition of government talking points. That's what was always, it was always good news. It was always temporary. It was always, there was no, um, this is what we're really seeing and this is what we anticipate. There was always a filter there uh, that was wild. When we would go to real estate sources, uh, there was never an indication of anything other than the great filter that all real estate data is put through. It's a great time to buy right now. All of it, all the data we got. It's a great time to buy right now. There's no reason not to buy right now. You need to get in the market so you don't miss out. And um, that anger, like angers me really because people like us who are professionals in the industry understand how to read this data. We understand how how to translate a little bit. Sometimes it's hard to pull it or it's hard to, you know, get it into an Excel spreadsheet and know the formulas uh, to spit out the numbers that you that you want. Um, but we have a basic understanding. What about the person who wants to buy a house who has no idea what's going on in the market? They don't know how to read the market. They only know what they hear from their friends, which is something unlike us. They never talk about. So they might see a, a, something on TV that. Hey, I see mortgage rates drip dip this week. Maybe it's a good time to buy. Um, but that's their frame of reference point. Uh, real estate data, really, the way that it's used in our industry. And when I say the way that it's used, when the big companies, when the big organizations, when the big uh, lobbying arms and all that kind of stuff, when they release data, it has been filtered through. It is a great time to buy right now and then release to us. If there is something, that counteracts that narrative, we don't get to hear about it. If there is something that paints a different picture, it is ignored. Not at their level. You know, if you're a really big company and how you're operating within a market matters, you can't ignore data. But if you operate under the belief system that people have to believe that their house is only going to go up in value, that it's only never a good time to buy the way everybody's always bought or something, then that's what you're going to filter through so that you can get people to buy and move the needle. Not saying I agree with that. Not saying it's the right thing to do. Just saying that that's the way that it works. Um, what data do you provide to your own clients? When you sit down to do a listing presentation or when your sales team Uh, is talking to somebody about working with your company or working, you know, selling their house to you. Or um, if, you know, if you're an investor and you're sitting down with somebody to have the discussion about, you know, purchasing this home, selling this home, um, what data are you providing? Are you you showing them what your local market is doing? Are you showing them your own personal stats? Are you showing them what percentage of list price you've been getting, how fast, Putting everything under contract. Is that actually an indication of you or is that an indication of the market? Are you using last year's stats when the market was crazy? Uh for this year when it's a little bit different. Uh what guide are you providing uh to your clients? I think all of that is is really, really important. Uh I think you've got to put the selfie stick down that the real estate uh industry holds up. That it's a good time to buy, it's a good time to buy. You are gonna miss crazy opportunities because you're trying to operate in a world that does not exist. Uh, flat out, uh, the, as, as uh, the market shift continued, and um, I'm in the Denver area, you know, we operated along the whole Front Range, so south of Colorado Springs to north of Fort Collins, one big rectangle. Um, as we watched this unfold, we got to see it unfold at different speeds and start and stop at different, uh, at different times in each of those markets. The company I was at was in lots of markets all around the country, so I got to have conversations with people uh, in other markets. Austin, Texas is, I mean, it's still maybe the leading edge. Phoenix went really bad. It it seems to be that west of the Mississippi, maybe um, depending on how far north you are, um, is a completely different thing than what what the eastern US is seeing. Uh, We got to watch all of this happen uh, in real time, and it started to show where the opportunities were at and how interest rates are affecting the affordability, which we all, we all know now. Uh, not everybody knows that mortgage rates, 1% increase in mortgage rates changes your affordability. So if you wanted the same payment on a mortgage and the interest rates went up 1%, the mortgage has to be 10% less. So basically a $400,000 mortgage at 3% is a $360,000 mortgage, mortgage at 4%, is a $320,000 mortgage at 5%, is a $280,000 mortgage. You, you get it. Um, we started to see that. And the, the opportunity that became pretty clear uh, by last fall uh, that was on the horizon was a assumable mortgages. Because those are those 3% mortgages, and interest rates are going to continue to climb. And you know we've seen that. We've seen them tick over seven a couple of times and settle in in the mid-sixes. If you go back in time to so 1971 and you look at Freddie Mac's data, this is out there. Uh, I've got a, another video on YouTube with this. Um, if you look at the data and you see what the average interest rate is, it's 7.8% from 1971 through 2022. 7.8% is average for that entire Time When I was in the mortgage business, 6.75 to 7.25 is where we said a healthy market lies. Uh, if you are looking at data and looking to understand what you're seeing, what is going on, what the market is doing, and you're not trying to interpret it through someone else's filter or through a filter that is past tense, and you're trying to look future tense for your clients and, you know, for your business and all of that, you're going to start to uncover um where the opportunity is where, where the opportunity is, where stuff is moving, where stuff is not moving. Uh, you're going to see in a rising rate environment the more expensive a house is, the less land there's going to be. And if you can get into areas that are, you know, the first place a family would want to move and the cheapest part of that area, those houses are going to fly because the people who want to get into that area, if the own affordability is high, they're going to look for the more affordable areas. So um, that's kind of the discussion that I wanted to have with you today um, that filtering through someone else's filter or filtering all of the data you get through the idea that it is always a good time to buy the way everybody has always bought. There's no reason to even consider that it might not be um, simply like, first off, that's just not true. And if you. Operate your business telling people to marry the home and date the rate, and you tell them, Oh, it's a great time to buy right now. Let me see what I, can, you know, and you go on, and there's no um awareness given to what where we are right now, what's going on, what's coming, what are the goals of your client. Are they looking to buy a house for a year and then move? Are they is this a long term thing they want to raise their family in? There's all kinds of different. Uh, equations and things that change good deal, bad deal, good idea, bad idea. You know, there's an ebb and flow to all of it. And I would encourage you uh, to choose to filter your data through reality and choose to share um, what you're learning, what you're seeing. You have to get a holistic uh, perspective on all of this. You have to you have to listen to bulls and bears. Uh, a, good, a good place to start now, if you really want an exercise, is we've got a lot of banking stuff going on. And uh, banks are gonna, like what's coming is banks are gonna have to tighten up because banks are failing, so they're not gonna be able to be as loose with their lending guidelines. Uh, they're not going to be looking to invest in some of the things that they have been investing. Uh, real estate is gonna be one of those things, uh, especially commercial real estate. Uh, the Federal Reserve is taking a lot of action again. Is that action inflationary? Is that action deflationary? Uh, what the Fed tells us that they're doing and what they're broadcasting to us that they're doing is creating a deflationary cycle. What does that mean in your market? What does that mean um, in real estate? And you know what does that mean for all of us? These are all things that you've got to be you've got to be studying up on and taking a look at and trying to understand. Uh, I'm Reading up on all of this and and in light of the Silicon Valley Bank stuff and the and the Federal Reserve backstopping banks, I'm coming from people who are economists who have worked with the Federal Reserve and all that, who say that it's inflationary what they've just done and it's going to inflate the dollar even more, which is bad because that means that the Federal Reserve has to raise rates even more. And I'm reading that it's the opposite, that it's deflationary because of the terms that are on it. I'm not an economist, so I don't, I don't know which is. Uh, but I do know when I figure it out, I'll be able to guide people into the correct, um, like put them onto the correct path so that they can make correct decisions and um, thrive. Like All my work is about helping other people thrive. So uh, tomorrow on the podcast, uh, we are going to talk about your own specific local market data. Uh, I have created something for you that I'm going to share Uh, There's more than just the podcast video on it. I wanna show you something that I had to figure out when there was no reliable data for us. How to export data from your MLS to create a real-time tool so that you can see by zip code and by county um, what that specific market has done over the last six months. And based on what has happened over the last six months, how can you advise your clients over the next 60, 90 days what it would look like for them to wait or to list now and that sort of thing? So, we're gonna get into that. Uh, we've got another podcast this week on anxiety and trying to control what is beyond your control instead of accepting what is and operating from that place. Um, and we're gonna kind of spend the week within data and within your business, all under the guise of accepting reality. Providing your clients unbelievable service and giving them everything that they need uh, so that they can make the correct decision and be grateful for you long term. What I don't want in our industry, and unfortunately, this is going to happen on some level, I don't want it for you. Uh, What we've watched since 2020 and the way that we have seen uh, data and information manipulated and, and sold to us. Um, we don't trust anybody like it. Honestly, we don't even trust each other anymore, which is really sad, but you don't see somebody from the CDC or from a doctor on TV or a, um, a company, you know, a pharmaceutical company advertising during a news broadcast. You don't see this stuff without it causing you to change your perspective on, what you just saw or what is being broadcast or what is being shared. Um, If I had an advertisement and I mean, there's advertisements I could have on this podcast that would make you say, there's no reason to ever listen to this guy. Uh, So I I don't want that in our industry. I don't want you to be somebody that, that people say you can't, you can't, that person's in it for the wrong reason. They're not actually there to help you. Um, They're going to give, they're going to tell you whatever that you, they think you need to hear in order to get you to do what they want you to do. And that's that's no way to operate your business. Uh, The opportunity over the next few years to be the most trusted person in your market, the most respected uh, professional, all of that like that is on the table right now. Uh, You can be an authority. Uh, It is in completely in how you present what is going on right now and what is coming and where the opportunities are that you have located that are going to transform your life. So if you got value out of this today, smash the like button. Uh, Be sure to subscribe. Share this with your friends. Uh, This is available. uh, The the, uh, In Bloom podcast is available Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. We are streaming live on YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And audio version will be available later in the day, um, wherever it is that you consume your podcasts. If you, like, if you prefer reading, I've got the asset column on my website, joshbickford.com, uh, and I'm also doing a lot of sharing about assumable mortgages. You're going to see a lot of that in the different social networks, uh, uh, short-form content and things. The, the opportunity in real estate over the next couple of years is steering directly into assumable mortgages. I really do believe it's the opportunity of a lifetime and I don't want you to miss it. So I appreciate you spending some time with me today. Uh, The best thing in the real estate industry is our culture around coffee, getting together, uh, sharing our dreams, sharing our vision for the future. Know that I appreciate you. Know that I know that you can do it. uh, And hope you walk away from this today uh, excited about what the rest of the day is going to bring for you.